One man is born a hero, his brother a coward. Babies starve, politicians grow fat, holy men are martyred, and junkies grow legion. Why? 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 Luck! Blind, stupid, simple, do the clueless luck! Hey, Hunter. Hey, Nick. You know what I, I, I think this episode's gonna be? What? I think this episode is gonna be very cool. God, I can't. <laughs> Allow me to break the ice. I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm Hunter, and this is NYC Actors Talk Batman. This is our miniseries that we're doing on Batman, and we've already went through what? Adam West, Michael Keaton, and now we are on to Val Kilmer and George Clooney. And we have a very special guest today, don't we, Nick? That's right. Arsenio Garcia, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me here. Yeah, so, thanks for thanks uh, yeah, for coming. Thanks on. for coming. Thanks for coming. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be very exciting. We don't know you personally, but you're a big Batman fan, and uh, you're uh, an actor, a, a trainer. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. What you do? Okay, so my background's in theater and film acting. Film production, stunt choreography, fight choreography, pretty much anything that's hands-on in the film industry, I'm usually wanting to do that. I'm a personal trainer. I work security. I do a lot of training. I mostly train in Jeet Kune Do, so like boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, knife stuff. So on top of all that, because I am a fucking overachiever, I also like doing cosplay. So I, when theater, I was like, oh, I'm not going to study costume design. What am I going to use it for? Cue me four years later sewing suits, and I'm like, well, should have took that class. That would have been smarter for me. So I do a lot of like costume design. So I really like like the detail they do like in the costume work and how they put stuff together. And as questionable as people might say, the Batman Forever costume is actually kind of perfect, minus the nipples. But I will die on that grave. I think it, it it's great because of the nipples. <laughs> it, it, it accentuates it when it's colder. Oh, yes, it does. Uh, so, uh, obviously, you're a big Batman fan, Arsino. So, uh, why does Batman resonate with you so much? I think what I like most about Batman, apart from, like, the movies, seeing him when I was a kid growing up, is just the fact that out of all the superheroes that there are, Superman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Batman's the kind of guy you could actually be, like, if you got filthy rich, but it's realistic. Yeah, he got that strong, that fast in training. He studied, he learned, he learned all these things. It's a realistic character. Is he a perfect hero? God, no. Batman is damaged beyond compare. And I will always tell people, like, no, Batman's not who you want to be. Batman's who you want to be if you don't want to go to therapy. But realistically, of all the heroes, he's the most one that you can physically achieve to do. And with being a trainer and, like, loving fight choreography and fighting, that's what was something that's like, okay, cool. What would Batman do? Not give up. All right, here we go. Jump back in. Exactly. Perfectly said. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So as you said, Hunter, we did Adam West. We did Michael Keaton. Now we're doing uh, Kilmer and Clooney. We're doing Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman Forever came out. When did it come out? 90s. I want to say 1992. No, later. No, later than that. 95? So, okay. So uh, Batman Forever came out in 1995 and Batman and Robin came out in 1997, very soon after uh, the movie. So obviously these are infamous. Uh, <laughs> notorious. Notorious. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of the reason 
why we had we didn't have Batman movies for like what eight years? Yeah, after, like after Batman and Robin, Warner Brothers, everyone was like, maybe we shouldn't do Batman for a while. <laughs> and so that's not a great reputation. But I would say there are some things that are underappreciated about these movies that we'll talk about, and there's some things that kind of do deserve kind of the flack that they get. Oh um, yeah. So it, it's good. they're going to be super interesting movies to talk about, especially with yours, you know, especially with you, Hunter. You're excited. You're excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, I'm just looking at Kilmer's face behind you, and I'm like, <laughs> they put that in the movie. They put wow. that in the movie. It in is the, the best frame of that movie completely, right next to the bat oh. thumbs up. Oh, yeah, the bat <laughs> thumbs up. Very good. Oh Very God. good. Yes. <laughs> so yeah um so i i kind of mentioned this uh last episode but tim burton wanted to do a third one and he mm-hmm. went to warner brothers and was like here's my pitch for the third one and they went don't you want to do something else <laughs> and so tim burton was like you don't want me to do this movie huh and so he left um and michael keaton left not much soon after um and yeah, uh, I, yeah. I read i read that they because I, I was interested on why michael keaton didn't come back because he's my favorite um but apparently like they approached him with it and he didn't he wasn't interested in like it being like cartoony Can't be, he liked yeah. the more dark aspect of batman and so he was like no nah, i'm not i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> that's right yeah pretty much yeah. i mean that it, it you know and we talked about this before but batman returns was so dark that McDonald's and all these, you know, companies were like, what the hell? I thought this was, like, family-friendly. Like, we can't, like... Oh, no, it was dark. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. It was peak Tim Burton. And oh, extremely yeah. sexual, too. Like, Catwoman Ooh. in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we talked about that in detail. Don't you worry, <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, so it was just like Warner Brothers was like, oh, God, we need a... We need to change. We need we we gotta uh uh we gotta course correct. <laughs> we gotta you know <laughs> well, like they, they, they course corrected all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, because you know before with Adam West it was like oh maybe the critique was too campy. I like Adam West Batman. I think it has a very special place in history and 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 that, it you know, actually saved Batman the franchise because the comics were horrible until the Adam West series. Yeah, pretty much. And and so but but once again there was always that like, oh, but it's campy, it's not serious. And then Batman came along in eighty nine, Batman, and I was like, Okay, this is it. Batman returns, oh maybe too dark. <laughs> and now yeah. we're ba- and now we're back to camp. We we yeah. we've circled back around the camp and eventually, because of these movies, we will go back to dark and gritty very soon. <laughs> so it's just an endless cycle, I think. It, it's always good. Like after uh, regardless of, of of if this uh Robert Pattinson Batman movie is good or not? I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. I hope so. But I have good it, faith. I have good faith too. But um, good or bad, like eventually we will get campy Batman again because like it just keeps happening. So, I, you know, BVS, and then we got Justice League. You know, it was just like it, it always co- goes back around. It's a, it's just a big old circle, a big old cycle. Um, so yeah, so let, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, Batman Forever. Uh, before we talk about like the performances and everything, Hunter, you've never seen this movie before, right? Yeah, I know. I I like Bat like I like Batman, but I haven't seen the full catalog. You know what I mean? But now with uh, this series, I I will. But yeah, this is my first time 
first time watching. <laughs> so, uh, what yeah. you think? Well, Nick, I'll, I'll open with what I texted you right after I watched it. Uh, I think I just saw the worst superhero movie ever. You saw? Wait, you saw Steel instead? Oh, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I I was watching it and I was really excited for Jim Carrey. That's what I was oh, yeah. like. All right, this will be the saving grace of it. And he was great. Like he was doing his Jim Carrey shtick that I know and love. But it just felt off for this movie and val kilmer's <laughs> batman also felt off i was missing michael keaton the entire time i was like this is because technically it's in the universe right it's the same batman yeah it's supposed yeah. to be in the same but, universe yeah but it's not it's not even the same bruce wayne <laughs> it's a you know drastically I mean? like, different it, bruce wayne yeah like and not just because they casted val kilmer just the little essence of michael keaton's bruce wayne is gone that like oh like um words evade me right now but like how he stays in he's very secluded that is out the window it's a new guy and mm -hmm. so it just the whole movie was like that for me it just like kind of blew me back and it was just crazy and bonkers but also boring yeah i don't mm -hmm. know and i really I would love to love things. I wanted to love it so much. And maybe if I go watch it again and like know what I'm getting into, I will appreciate it a little more. But right now, I really don't. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. Ar Arsino. Uh, so you didn't like it, right, Hunter? <laughs> I, I loved it. it. I loved it. So you yeah, loved it. I Great. Loved it. Uh, Arsino, uh, your, your thoughts on Batman Forever? I've actually gone back and forth with it. As a kid, naturally, I loved it. I was like, yeah, Batman, great stuff. All the sets, it's crazy. Then I got older and I was like, this is kind of dumb. Like, I'm watching it again. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Why did I love this? And then even later in my life, I watched it again. I was like, you know what? There's things here that I can still enjoy and appreciate. Where it's just like, okay, I see what they were doing. And then I found out more like behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, oh, like this is actually kind of really fascinating. There is parts where I'm not going to lie. It is ridiculous. The Batmobile driving up the side of a building, as awesome as it is, what? No. Half the statues are all very buff sexual images. The Batmobile looks like a penis. It's very homoerotic. Yeah. 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 It can't be there. But there's still parts of it that I was like, you know what? I could still watch it. I'm like, you know what? I'm watching it for what it is. I'm not watching Batman forever and expecting The Dark Knight. I'm watching Batman forever. It's going to be ridiculous no matter what I do. And then once I had that mindset, I can enjoy and love it even more. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I have a frustrating experience with this movie because it's one of those movies where like I watch it and I have a great time. And then the second it's over, I'm like, that was so dumb. <laughs> that was just nothing. That was a whole lot of nothing. Uh, but... <laughs> When I'm watching it, I'm having a good You're time. You're in. You're in. Like, look, like, is this a good movie? I don't know, personally. But is this a bad movie? No. I don't even think even close to being bad. I, mm -hmm. I look, is it not, is it the Keaton movies? No, no, no. But, but is it close? And does it get some things better than the Keaton movies? Yeah, Ooh. I mm -hmm. think so, anyway. I can um, agree with that. Here, here's one thing that I, I think it kind of gets above 
the Keaton movies a little bit. I think Michael Keaton performance, Michael Keaton's performance is better overall, but I think the characterization of Batman and Batman Forever is better. I think, and we'll talk about it more with Val Kilmer's performance, but it is trying to like capture like who Batman is as a character, as a person. Why did do, why does he go out at night? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the question. Like, wh- when was the moment he knew he he wanted to do this for the rest of his life? And does does that does does it really delve into that enough? Uh, hell no. But but like it does <laughs> it does try. It really does. And you it know what? Close. I gotta give it props for that. Um, uh, it's fun. It's funny. It's bonkers. It's crazy. It's it's just very neon. It's larger than life, even more it so is. than like so uh, the Batman, uh, uh, Batman and Batman Returns. You know, it, it's just like a cartoon. And you know what? Uh, at least for this movie, I dig that. Yeah. I dig that it's just like a cartoon. It's a comic book come to life. Whether you like it or not, is it is it great? No, but is it bad? No. I, I had a fun time with this, and Jim Carrey's hilarious. We'll talk more about it later. But I think it's okay. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's bad. I think it's simply an okay, fun time. That once again, when you're when you're done watching it, you kind of forget about it and you realize, okay, maybe that wasn't that good. But once again, it's a fun time, and when you're watching it, you're having a good time. I think I, I personally had a good time with it. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say underrated, but not super underrated. You know, like some people, I, you know, it just in the on online or whatever, are like, oh, this is like an understood, misunderstood masterpiece. I don't think it's that good by any means, but like, once again, I can't deny it. I, I had a fun time with this. People say that it's a misunderstood masterpiece? Well, I wouldn't say, ma- more just like really misunderstood, like it's a good movie, you know, like it's a, like a solid you know, really good movie that like people just don't understand. It's funny that you say the exact phrase misunderstood masterpiece because that is literally the exact title of a video I saw on Batman Forever. Oh, uh, High Top Films? Yep. You know exactly what I'm yep. talking about. And I and I love his video. I'm glad I'm so glad you you know who this guy is. Um yeah. I've watched the video and it's a great video, right? Like it, it mm-hmm. perfectly explains like why he he loves it and why we should get uh, the the Schumer Schumacher cut, cut. Schumacher <laughs> cut exactly. We should get the Schumacher cut. Um, we definitely should, and we'll talk about specifically why. Because Hunter, you're confused, obviously, and I'll we'll we'll let you know why that's a thing. But yeah, I I love that video, but I don't I don't necessarily agree that it's like that good. But I do. Mm-hmm. But the way he explains it, it makes me think it's that good. But he also made some great points that like I legitimately agree with. You know. Um, and we'll talk about that very specifically very soon. So, Hunter, as uh, this is your first viewing, how did you feel about Val Kilmer's Batman? I was I was taken aback because <laughs> I, I wanted Michael. I was, and I I just felt it was something about it was off, and I don't necessarily think it's Val Kilmer's fault. I I really don't. I think that Michael Keaton was so good. And they just, I don't know. I don't know. my Because I'm still trying to formulate my thoughts on why I don't think that Val Kilmer is Batman. Like, I look at George Clooney more as Batman than Val Kilmer. Wow. Zip. Which is very... I know. I'm I know, zipping my very, lip. <laughs> yeah, which is very odd. But yeah, I just think... And again, I'm not... I am the, the casual 
superhero movie viewer. I know nothing about the comics. I just watched the movie. And it just seems like they missed the mark on the characterization for me. And I don't think it's Val Kilmer's fault because obviously Val Kilmer is a great actor. In this role, I just don't see it. I think it's fake for some reason. I'm curious, like elaborate, like what, what did you think was missing? Like uh, characterization wise? It just felt so one note to me and was so bland. Like I didn't, Michael Keaton's Batman, I cared about, you know what I mean? And, and jo- again, I don't think I cared about George Clooney's Batman, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get into it. But like Michael Keaton, I cared about, and I wanted to see him like fall in love and like heal those wounds. This one, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like I can't, he's not making me care about it. Interesting. Yeah, but, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Arsino, uh, your yeah. thoughts on uh, <laughs> moving right along? Uh, <laughs> uh, Arsino, your thoughts on Val Kilmer's Batman? I think his Batman, it was definitely, you could see where the studio was trying to liven it up. I mean, the first line he says is, I'll get drive through. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a total change from where we're used to. But I think he was doing the best he can with the material his hat. It's his Batman's okay. He still see the torture, the darkness, him advising Dick Grayson about not going down this path, how it'll change him. But what I did like over this over Keaton, and I'll probably get a lot of slack for this, is that his Bruce Wayne felt different from Batman. His Bruce Wayne felt like a personality, a celebrity, like, oh yeah, I'll do this, I'll be here, oh, I'm this person. Whereas Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. You can guess that guy is Batman, but how creepy he is half the time. It's like, oh, this guy never leaves his place. He's always hanging upside down and doing crazy stuff. Maybe he's Batman. Whereas whereas Val Kilmer, you're like, yeah, I don't know. He's just a pretty boy. He'll be fine. Yeah, that's a really great point that like the, the, you know, whether you like Val Kilmer more or not, like, yeah, there is a more of a differentiation uh, between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he's I okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad you agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's an okay Batman. I. I. I don't think he's a bad Batman. I. I think he actually, as I alluded to earlier, gets some of the characterization more right than Keaton. As a whole, I think Keaton's better, and mm-hmm. it's more iconic, and it's more like, okay, this is like a cinematic Batman, and this one it isn't quite there. You know, it. It. it it's just not. Just the way he shot, it's not as cool, you know. Like yeah. just just yeah. as a whole, you know, the way like we didn't talk about this, but like the way like the like just the shadow work and like the way that Keaton's Batman was filmed, where like you know you you see you only like, see the eyes, his eyes exactly. Uh, like you know those are just lit up and everything else is shrouded in darkness. That's really cool. We don't really get moments like that in this movie. It's more just like, hey, I'm here. I'm Batman. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> Once again, a tonal whiplash. But you know what? It, it, to, to, at least for me, like, as a whole, like, just, you know, just going into it, like, okay, this is just camp. You know, this is like a funny, fun movie. That, that's why I don't mind it so much, I think, at least in this movie, where it's like, Val Kilmer, like you said, or, you know, like, he's, 
as Bruce Wayne, he's very like, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm very important. And it's like, I'm not Batman <laughs> at all. You know, like <laughs> no one would ever guess he is. And and when he's Bruce Wayne, like the real Bruce Wayne, like in his mansion with Alfred and, and Robin and everything, like like you said, Arsino, like it's it's a little more tortured than people give it credit for, I think. Mm -hmm. Where like, once again, it's the idea of like oh he's like traumatized by the death of his parents and we don't really talk about that as much in the keaton movies mm -hmm. and that's a vital part of the character is that like he is was so traumatized by his parents death he in a way will never accept that right and yeah. so he goes out at night and becomes batman and, no. and and they, and in the movie they say specifically like you know he drops into the cave and the bats there and the whole moment a, a, a genuinely good moment I, I think is is like when he's talking to Nicole Kidman and he like explains that like I, I stare right at the bat and I know my destiny you know mm -hmm. I, I know what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life now there's something interesting about that backstory I don't know if you know about this or you know actually you might because you watched high tops yeah, uh, video. But there was a cut um, moment or a cut scene that kind the of deleted re scene. exactly the deleted scene that kind of recontextualized all of that. And I still don't know why they cut it because it actually makes that those moments work even more. So like you know how Hunter there there are flashbacks where it's like, oh, um, my parents were murdered. You know, like when he's a kid and everything. And then there's like the book right at the funeral, and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. there's a red book. It's like a diary, right? It's my dad's diary, and he'll never... He'll never write into it again. Exactly. He'll never write into it again uh, because he's gone. Um, and so he takes the book and he falls into the cave. Um, but what isn't shown that was filmed and was a deleted scene, and they cut it for some reason, is later in the movie, as Batman, he goes back to that same cave. Is Alfred there? Who's there with uh, him? Uh, it's just him and a gigantic bat. It's just him and the gigantic bat. But anyway, it it, exp it explains in that scene that in the diary, um, the last kind of diary entry that his father wrote in it was basically like, oh, me and Martha are tired for the day, but hey, Bruce really wants to see that movie tonight, so I guess we'll go see it. And so, obviously, that's such a, 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 a you know important part of it where it's like, Batman, Bruce Wayne thinks he's the reason they're dead. He he thinks he's the reason, and he's yeah. tortured because he really, truly believes that. Like, if it wasn't for me egging my parents on, I want to see the movie, they wouldn't have seen the movie, they wouldn't have gone into that alleyway, and they wouldn't have been shot. That's how he really feels. And that's why in the original cut, he says, I killed them. And then Alfred's yeah. like, what are you talking about? You said, I killed them. So that really could have, like, I don't know. That made it makes it, a lot more sense. Yeah. Can I, yeah. Can, can I jump in yeah, on that? that yeah, together. absolutely jump in on that. Yeah. It would have been a beautiful full circle moment. It ties it better. I think like what it says in the diary, if I can remember correctly, it was like, oh, we really want to go see this movie for Bruce. And that's what helps him realize that he isn't the reason why they went to the movies. They wanted to originally. And they wanted to treat him to it. And that's what gives them to help him cope and in a sense move past that trauma 
that he isn't responsible for his parents' death. They were going to go to the movies, whether he was crying about it or not. They wanted to see the movie. He isn't the reason they died. And that's what would, you know, help Val Kilmer's Batman become a fully functioning, healthy human being. But no, it's just cut out because studios were freaked out about a giant bat flying in his face. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, and I can't defend the movie for that because it's like... <laughs> it's extremely ridiculous, but story-wise, you're like, oh, that's what they were doing. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, I was saying, like, I can't defend the movie for cutting that, is what I mean. Oh, yeah. like, 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 it's ridiculous that that's cut. It, it makes that character arc so much better, and instead it's, like, half-assed, unfortunately, because that's cut. It's that's, just dropped that's the, the That's the moment. that That's, like, the reason for the arc in the first place. Why do you cut that? That's also why he has the line at the end. He's like, I'm Batman, not because I have to be, because I choose to be. That was him accepting that he is Bruce Wayne and Batman. They're one entity because he wants to do this, not because he's cursed to do it because of the death of his parents. But it was cut out. Ridiculous. I hate it. But anyway, <laughs> as, a, as a whole, uh, with, uh, with Val Kilmer, I... Those scenes, though, that I mentioned that are in the movie are, are still good, though. Like, it, once again, it, 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 his scenes with Alfred, his scenes, or at least the idea of, like, his scenes with, like, Robin, it's like, you really want to do this? You really want to kill Two-Face? Like, you're not going to feel any better once you do that. You know that, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Because he knows that from experience, and that's why it is actually part of the other movies, because, like, it's from experience. I killed the Joker, didn't make anything better, you know? Like, he killed my parents with this and that, I killed him. Nothing was really solved. I just kept killing, or you know, it it, it didn't heal anything. Um, and so I like th those scenes. Once again, the scenes that are in the movie uh, with Val Kilmer, and uh, he has a kind of when he's Bruce Wayne, like a, he's really charming, you know, and he's yeah. and he's really like moral to the point, but also like yeah, like it's almost the disguise. Um, and with Batman, yeah, not as good, but I I I do. I do think it's he takes it more seriously than we, uh, than people think he does. So I, I I like that. Like it's not just like him, like Val Kilmer just playing himself as Batman. Like he's actually trying mm -hmm. to be Batman. You know the character of Batman. He's serious. He's this or that, and and tortured. So I like that stuff. That's what that's why I don't mind his portrayal of Batman. Uh, so. Uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell is in the movie as Robin. So Robin, as we talked about, uh, Hunter, but for you, Ursino, you know, mm -hmm. he was going to show up in 89. He was going to show up in Batman Returns. It never happened. Marlon um, Wayans. Marlon Wayans, exactly. You know it. You you mm -hmm. know exactly, yeah. Um, and so, and apparently Marlon Wayans was maybe going to be in this too, but then it never happened so it was just never going to happen for Marlon Wayans I guess but um but uh but yeah Chris O'Donnell is uh is Robin in this and a bunch of actors obviously wanted to be Robin uh from DiCaprio to Mark Wahlberg Matt Damon Jude Law Ewan McGregor uh Corey Feldman there, there, there were so many actors who wanted to be Robin for the very first time in a major motion picture uh and and it was uh, it was Chris O'Donnell. So, uh, Hunter, how do you feel about his portrayal of Robin? <laughs> I did the I, got, I, I did the Batman sixty six uh, thing there with his fists. <laughs> Holy cow, Batman! God, Holy I, I gotta start Batman. Off, 
Holy rusted metal, Batman, that's right. <laughs> what, you know, uh, metal, you know, uh, it was shot at, you know, holy. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Um, anyway, Hunter. I, I got to start off by saying I would pay a million dollars to see Mark Wahlberg as Robin. What? Same. What? 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 <laughs> anyway. Um, but with the Sully stash, right? With the Sully stash. <laughs> If he's not going to have the Sully stash in most of this new Uncharted movie, he's got to have it as Robin. <laughs> it just Acting makes those... sense. It just makes sense. Acting it like just... he did in Transformers. What? It's perfect. It's a match made in heaven. Um, no, Chris O'Donnell steals the show of this movie, I think. I, I really love him as Robin. Like, Ooh. I can't imagine anybody else playing it for some reason. I think, yeah, I think he's really captures that role perfectly. And I, I love all of his scenes when, like, he takes out the Batmobile and, like, he beats up these, like, weird fighting, like... Neon Skull guys. guys. Yeah, Neon Skull, yeah. yeah. I was like, wh where... What is Gotham And right they now? do... Where by the way, that gang does come back in Batman and Robin. They do. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. It's like... Oh, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> the same game? Chris O'Donnell, he's great. And again, dude, it seems like, and in, in Batman and Robin, I think more so, but it seems like Robin is always saving Batman. It seems like he's always saving the day. What's up with that? What is up with that? Um, but yeah, I think Chris O'Donnell should be the lead. Man, I think you like, love Robin more than Batman. <laughs> this is the second time you were like, I like Robin more. It's Batman and Robin, weird. not Robin and Batman. Mm. Which is weird because in theory, like I like Batman. Like I don't give a I don't care about Robin. You know what I mean? Who really cares about but Robin? But but it seems like but you do, I, Hunter. It seems like you do. But I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so weird. <laughs> it's the it's, nipples and the codpiece uh, of the costume. Exactly, that's what does it it's, for you, right? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Good. Robin's that was the costume? exact answer I wanted. Robin's costume is sick. Beautiful. It's one of the best suits. It's played. amazing. Yeah. But yeah, Chris O'Donnell, great. Uh, Arsino. I'm actually in the same boat for the longest time. That was the only live action robin closest thing we can get to nightwing and i'm a big nightwing fan like nightwing is my favorite dc batman character because he's the acrobat he's the he's basically batman without the trauma still has some trauma but you know he actually went to therapy he got help and it's more lighthearted. and chris donald had that energy and that attitude and i'm glad they made him like an adult and not like a 14 year old kid because one you're drafting a child into a fight a war Against crimes, questionable. Uh uh uh, no good. <laughs> Put him in a in a bright red, green, and yellow costume. Like, hey kid, go get shot at. I'll fight over here. And then <laughs> it was more like his choice. It was he wanted to do, and he had that darkness to him. He had that same darkness that Bruce had, and Bruce is like, no, you're going down a path that's gonna get you messed up. Trust me, I've been there. Like you said, I killed the Joker, and it didn't make anything better. It just made things worse, and now I'm trying to get past it, and I can't. Yeah, brilliant, brilliantly said. Uh, so, yeah, I don't love him as much as you guys. Uh, not, not a knock on his performance. I think he does a good job. 
Um, to me, at least right now, it's still Burt Ward. He's he's my Robin. Uh, he's the ultimate Robin to me, where he's like inexperienced, but like, but once again, in some ways more competent than Batman, which is interesting. But like, but like you know, he has some learning to do. He's a little more selfish than Batman. He's not as like strict and like to the book as Batman is, which in that version. Um, and this, he's reckless too, in the in in that kind of way, and has that boyish charm. Um, uh, I just don't like it as much. That's really it. I mean, like it, like it, like it just like it works. Like you know, I I, I don't mind him. It's more he just like the. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. He can get a bit annoying sometimes. As much as I enjoy him, I'm just like shut up. Yeah, he has some weak like weak sauce lines sometimes. Uh, hey, I but, forgot my suit. All right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but the idea of like Batman and Robin being linked because of tragedy, because of trauma, because they were both unable to save their parents from death is yeah. such an interesting idea. Like they're cut from the same cloth, and that's what makes them like an interesting pairing. And I think they they tap into it a little tiny bit but really not enough for me and is that yeah. the movie's fault i mean yes that it is the movie's fault but like but like is it like exactly what they're trying to do like this deep psychological thing not really so like i can only i don't i i can't knock it that much for that but i but i do think that would have been even if it wasn't going to be that dark i think that would have been a more interesting story than maybe what we got here where it's like, even if you don't want, once again, like, go that dark, you can be like, hey, we're the same. And not to say that they don't touch on that, because they do. Um, but I think, like, maybe a, a cleaner, like, arc from, like, you know, strangers to partners. And mm -hmm. maybe eventually from partners to Robin is Batman's son. And I think that would have been such an interesting, heartwarming kind of story that isn't what the movie's doing, though. But, um... But as a whole, I like his performance. I like his Robin. Um, it's it's like it's just very '90s. Like there's yeah. that there's that scene where like he's like I don't know doing his own laundry in front of Alfred, and that was just like the most '90s thing I've ever seen. Me and my friend talk about that scene every day at work. It was like this is the most extra way to do laundry, just like nunchucking it around, whipping it, whopping the floor. I'm like, why? What is the point of this? Cool, you can do stuff. Great, I already know you're an Ackerman. That's all you need, kid. You pass the audition. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Tommy Lee Jones plays Harvey Dent slash Two-Face. Uh, Two-Face is one of the best Batman villains of all time. So Hunter, how do you feel about Tommy Lee Jones' portrayal? Out of this one. <laughs> I, want, I want Billy D. Thank you. Give me Billy D. I want him as it. Dude, Tommy Lee Jones, it's so funny because apparently, like, him and Jim Carrey didn't get along. And, like, he's like, oh, like, yeah. And you say if I'm wrong, but it's be like, he said something about Jim Carrey where it's like, oh, like, you're too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, like here's the quote exactly because I wanted to talk about this just because, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones yes, and Jim Carrey did not gel on set. They just did not like each other, especially Tommy. Like, he just did not like Jim Carrey. So, here's the quote. Um, uh, so one day on set, Carrie just asked, like, hey, Tommy, how, how are you doing? And, and Jones turned white, started shaking, and then he got up and hugged him and said, I hate you. 
I really don't like you. <laughs> and then Carrie asked, like, why is he doing the movie then? And Jones just responded with, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. He, but, but, but I, I'll talk about when I talk about it, but yeah, how do you feel about that, Hunter? That is so funny. (laughs) Imagine turning white and shaking and then hugging someone and going, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. You're a buffoon. (laughs) Jones, go back. Look at your performance. You are the buffoon. He really was. Like, dude, I was like, is he trying to outdo Jim Carrey? Yes, like, what he, is he was. I, I don't understand his performance at all because it's like he's being the Riddler and the Joker. And are those the two faces? Because it's like <laughs> he's just so he's just doing a shtick. And like laughing and just going crazy. And it doesn't make any sense to me because the only two face that I know, obviously, is uh, Aaron Eckhart yeah. um, from the Christian Bale ones, who's a very serious, it's a very serious portrayal. Yeah. Mind you, two different genres of movies here. But Tommy Lee Jones is like going insane. And it was almost unwatchable. I think that's what a lot of what turned me off of the movie. I was like, what it just was off-putting brilliantly said hunter <laughs> yeah um arsino i think like i said before that two-face is one of the greatest batman villains and it's true you can't tell it in this movie that's for sure <laughs> like i love tommy lee jones but this one i was like it's like he snorted cocaine before every scene he is off the walls completely insane and he says Jim Carrey is too out of line, but it's like, bro, you're trying to outact Jim Carrey, who literally has the most elastic face in the industry. And you're trying to top that with your face looking like chewed Laffy Taffy. Like, he did what he had to do, but my God, it was, if you just, like, used to compare to Aaron Eckhart, even the comics or the Batman cartoon series, it's like, Two-Face can be insane, but he's not, like, completely off the walls, <laughs> off his rocker insane. I think that was like one of the weakest parts. It was like, this is this is Two-Face? Like, oh, we're in this kind of movie now. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, I. it's just one of the worst villains in a superhero movie. Like his portrayal, uh, Tommy Lee Jones' portrayal. I mean, like, once again, I love him. Yeah, we all love him. But like, yeah, it's just not Two-Face. It's just like, it's just something that's, it's just another villain in the movie that's laughing like a crazy maniac and trying out Riddler the Riddler. And it's just embarrassing a little bit. Um, it's definitely my least favorite part of the movie. It's uh, it's not funny. It's not memorable. Sometimes I forget he's in the movie. It's Riddler's yeah. movie. I mean, like, and, and sometimes he shows up and I'm like, who are you? Pl- oh, you're Two-Face, that's right. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those performances where it's like, I don't even know who you are in this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because Two-Face is so complex. It's one of my favorite Batman villains because he's not, like, just... <laughs> you know, he's really tortured, too. And he's kind of like Batman in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, I, and I always dug that, you know, where he's just, like, really serious and really just believes what he's doing is right. That, like, if I flip this coin, I know in my heart that whatever it is, you know, it's, it's going to be justice. It's going to be justice served. And that's really tragic in a lot of ways. Um, 
And none of that is in this movie, obviously. It's just like, I don't know, like, what what were they even thinking? Like, just, maybe just don't do Two-Face. Maybe just do Riddler and that's it. Like, why'd you even need this? And, and uh, like, the first ten minutes, I like the movie, but the first ten minutes or so of the movie is just, like, kind of almost yeah. just, like, really bad. Like, it's just boring. Like, I, I was like, oh, man, maybe I'm not going to like this movie. And then, like, Riddler shows up and I... I enjoyed the movie, but like for a while, I was like, if this was just Two Face, oh boy, bad. Uh, but yeah, I I don't like his performance in the movie. <laughs> it's just not Two Face. That's it. Uh, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, Hunter the LaSalle, go. Wonderful, absolutely energetic, and just like it's just Jim Carrey. It's classic, and it's. It's Jim Carrey, like, in his prime, too, which is just makes it so much uh, better. But, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with Jim Carrey in this movie at all. Yeah, he, he, like, makes the movie better or watchable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Arsino. Stole the show. It's definitely different from, like, the Riddler of, like, the comics where he's a lot more, like, maniacal and a little bit, like, extra cartoony, but he makes it work. It fits the tone of the movie. It fits the energy. It's more enjoyable to watch than Two-Face half the time, but it's just like he makes it work for what it is. And I like how in his Edward Nigma phase, he's trying to become Bruce Wayne. He tries to emulate Bruce. He dresses the same accent energy, like, oh, I'm Bruce Wayne. And this this like, but then he's like extremely self-conscious and critical and feels he's worthless. So he tries to showboat to make himself feel larger than life when actually he doesn't believe anything he actually says. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, stole the show. I mean, it's his movie in a lot of ways, just like every other villain in every Batman movie right now. That's so far in our series, which is a little like, once again, like, mm, we really should have moments more with Batman, you know, because he's our main character. But yeah. but but Riddler is so fun in this. It's it's it's. I think it's just as good as the Frank Gorshin Riddler. I I I don't. There are some moments where it's just Jim Carrey playing Jim Carrey for sure. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we all, we all know about the way Jim Carrey sometimes, you know, deals with like, you know, or, or does like method acting, you know, maybe does it a little too far and whatnot, like that Andy Kaufman movie, that documentary and everything. <laughs> yeah. So he might be an asshole in real life, but he's hilarious in this. I mean, like he, he's, he's just like, yeah, what you said, elastic, elastic face, you know, just like these moments that once again, with any other actor, really could just not work. Like it's, it just wouldn't be funny. But because it's Jim Carrey doing it, it's just so funny. It's just like it's all these little bits that just come out of nowhere because of most likely just because of him, and it's just hilarious. Like when he's like trashing the Batcave, like it's just Ace Ventura. Like you know, it's just funny. You know, like you know what I mean. Like it, like is it the best portrayal of Riddler? No. Is it like the most like pitch perfect? Like this is the Riddler no no not really but um but i do i do like his portrayal though like you know there is moments there where he's like you know he wants to be the best and the smartest and everything and, and best bruce wayne and batman so that core is there and it's a it's just at a different a different interpretation so i i like it it's it's really fun it's really uh, uh i don't know i just keep going to funny because it is it's just funny i, I there's nothing much deeper there which is probably a problem but but it's just funny. It's Jim Carrey playing Jim Carrey, but also, but also sometimes playing the real. You know, it's just, 
a back and forth that is just fun to watch. And he's clearly the best performance in the movie. Um, and it's just larger than life. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> That's it. It's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Nicole Kidman plays love interest in this movie. Uh, we always got to have love interest. We did Vicky Vale. We did uh, Catwoman. And now we got Nicole Kidman. <laughs> so, uh, mm. Hunter, uh, your thoughts on Nicole Kidman in this movie? It seems like they wanted to make her as sexy as Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, <laughs> and again, I'm a Nicole Kidman fan. Like, like, I think she's beautiful and I think she's really talented. But there just wasn't much going on. And I wasn't interested at all in in her character her performance that sounds really harsh <laughs> wow that's it that's all you, that's it okay yeah, okay i, I yeah. think so i think i didn't mean it to be that harsh but now i see what i said and i'm like damn i kind of just ripped in nicole kidman anyway, Interesting. Uh, arsenio i'm on the same boat i love nicole kidman i think she's great in this movie they were like just be i don't know jessica rabbit just channel that do every line as sexually as possible and it's a cartoon movie go ahead don't even think about it and she was like okay whatever i'm getting paid and i think that's just how like they wrote the character and it's just it's kind of disheartening for the character because you do have the interesting angle for being like a psychiatrist and like hey bruce you kind of need some therapy buddy like why are you so drawn to this like why do you only see a bat in this uh raw shark test and everything too and like the thing with the doll the duality of all that too really great story points but you know half the time it's like oh i just want to rip off that rubber suit and it's just like guys can we just like not yeah she's like the living embodiment of uh audience uh audience members watching batman returns <laughs> you know she's just reflecting like all of us just going like oh yeah Catwoman, let's take that suit off and, you know <laughs> but um but yeah i don't actually mind her that much in this movie i i uh i actually think she has some really campy funny lines that i like like in the beginning she's like uh people say i'm an open book you read you know, and there's there's just like funny lines like that. They're just like so intentionally campy and intentionally like okay, like sexual innuendos. Like this is what we're doing. And once again, I didn't mind it so much just because like okay, this is the movie. This is like a campy, silly, crazy movie. And so I didn't mind it so much. I I actually didn't mind the scenes with them together. I really thought I would, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't. I I like is it once again like a great romance or anything? Absolutely not. It's it's not even close. Uh, we we've. Uh, at least right now in our series, the Batman Catwoman romantic relationship in Returns is still by far the best uh, romance in these movies so far. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, but like I I don't mind her in this. I think she's fine, and I think she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> As I just slowly walk out of the podcast episode. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so who else is in this movie? Um, oh yeah. Um, Michael Goff. Um, I, I, in some ways I would say we're saving the best for last. Absolutely. I like, I like him in Batman and Batman Returns, but I think he's better in this. I'm not going to lie. The scene where he's talking to Robin and it's about his, uh, circus outfit, his, his costume, uh, with the flying Graysons. And he goes, 
like burn it alfred like that's not a part of me anymore burn it mm -hmm. and when alfred goes like no no uh robin will fly again one day i promise that's a good moment that's a good ass moment for alfred i and there's a few moments where i was like oh he's really sweet and i i i'm not to say we don't get those moments in the other movies but i think it's like we spend a little more time with alfred here and and, and we'll talk about the other one but in that one too in some ways so like you know i like alfred i always did but i i think there's some of his best moments are in this movie specifically so i i i think michael goff is one of the best alfreds of all time i mean he's just he's just great he's just a as i said before a perfect gentleman really sweet really caring like a father and that's exactly what i want alfred to be so uh i i love his performance in this Ar uh, arsino i yeah. definitely agree michael goff is like one of my favorite alfreds on cinema of all time like he just has that older alfred look he has the charisma he has the charm to him you can tell that he will put bruce in his place if he needs to but he's just still always there he's just delivered consistently in all four movies one of the best performances of alfred has always been consistently good at it no matter what yeah and we talked about this in the burton ones but like him and the guy who plays commissioner gordon are the only like actors that come back for all four movies hunter yeah kind of like the moral compass of these mm -hmm. movies um and it's interesting that he's one of the only actors that comes back because it's like alfred is kind of the constant you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i i i really yeah i enjoy his performance um i will get to batman and robin uh i have some issues with that um, um yeah. but in this movie yeah he's fantastic and nick i think i i agree with you that he's even better because we do get more of those like moments where he's a sweetheart yeah absolutely yeah. so uh yeah final thoughts on the movie like a uh, rating out of 10 that's what we usually do here so you know uh mm -hmm. hunter i'll start with you first actually uh i think i'm gonna give it a four out of ten um I hey better than a three you originally gave it a three Yes, because I think there are <laughs> things that like are good, like good about it. Like it's not a, the worst piece of shit I've ever seen, but I I don't necessarily like the movie, and I will never watch it again. Maybe in a few years, if I want to see if I have a new opinion. But yeah, four out of ten. Not even for Jim Carrey. That's where the four comes from. <laughs> It's just if Jim Carrey's not in the movie, this is a zero. <laughs> My boy is carrying this movie. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about this, but when he's like earlier in the movie, when he's plugging that guy up, the boss guy up to the thing, like the TV thing, and he does Jim Carrey like goes insane and does like a little dance. <laughs> I I think I was watching this alone, by the way, and so when he starts like going crazy and doing that little dance, I was like. Am I alive? Am I like, am I seeing this? This is a real movie? Like, so, uh, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to mention that just because that was a moment I was like, am I going insane? We're, we're, we're literally just spending a minute of Jim Carrey just dancing. What the fuck is going on? But once again, it's a crazy, charming, you know, uh, very imperfect, but like, once again, the, the statues in Gotham City are huge. You know, it's larger than life. It's fun. It's 
annoying, <laughs> you know, but like, it's, it's just everything. And, and, you know, it's just throwing everything at you. And does it work all the time? Absolutely not. But when it works, there's some, there's some cool stuff in this, in my opinion. So I'm giving this a six out of 10, probably very generous six, but I'm giving it a six. Uh, yeah, I, I like this movie. I, it's, it's not even close to being one of my favorite Batman movies or anything, but there's some really fun stuff in this. Uh, yeah. Arsino. I would say I'm pretty close in the same ballpark. I would actually give it a seven because it, no matter what, when I watch it, I'm always taken back to those moments when I was a kid watching it. It's the same chaotic energy. I can honestly watch it, shut my brain off and just enjoy it for what it is. And it's a comic book movie. It's a very ridiculous, insane, over the top, campy as all hell comic movie and for that i enjoy what it was like the actors who did what they did they did a great job coleman nicole kim was great how they wrote her i had some annoyances with but like everyone did the job tommy lee jones is insane but he's fun he's enjoyable it's fun seeing him obviously him carry and also you never really see tommy lee jones do stuff like that he's usually very one type of character and it fits him so seeing him do this is like oh you were trying something new all right Malcolm was great, and yeah, the memes of the entire movie are always hilarious. Cue the Batman smiling, which is one of the most terrifying pictures of all time. Or the very <laughs> stiff Batman term to do a thumbs up in the bat in the Batwing. He still can't move his neck. <laughs> Having worn one of those cows, I can tell you it is very hard to turn your neck in that thing. Oh, right, I'm sure. Yeah, because that doesn't really start to happen until Dark Knight, right? Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, they, they were finally like, oh, yeah, maybe he should move his head. <laughs> maybe if you're fighting someone, maybe you should be able to, like, I don't know, look. <laughs> like... Yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah that, so that's Batman Forever, guys. Uh, let's uh, do Batman and Robin. So, obviously, this is... Uh, this is... Yeah, um, this is, you know, regarded as one of the worst comic book movies of all time. Uh, does it deserve that uh, statement? Does it deserve that status? Uh, we'll find out really soon. But uh, George Clooney is Batman this time. Val Kilmer in a weird kind of uh, miscommunication thing with Joel Schumacher and his agents. Like very last minute, like his agents were like, oh yeah, he can't do it. And, and so there was just like that friction. And they, the Joel and Val kind of had a little friction on set too, actually mm -hmm. when filming it. But overall, they, you know, they made amends and everything, you know, so the, um, it, it ended up working okay. But, but it was an awkward like, oh, so we have to recast Batman now. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, so who are we going to get? Um, so we got George Clooney, who at the time was on ER and was relatively kind of well known but wasn't like george clooney yet until yeah. kind of this movie i guess i guess by like whether you like it or not it started his career in big ways i guess sort of i don't know yeah. um but um or at least launched him into you know other movies because of this movie uh so yeah um so uh hunter you've seen this movie before Yes, I I grew up with this movie. This was kind of my Batman movie when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, okay, I know it's not good, but do I, I like it? Yes, I do. I like this movie. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think this movie is, Nick, I kind of have similar thoughts um, that you do about the Val Kilmer Batman, but about this one. 
uh, I think it's when I'm watching it, I'm having a fun time and there's so much wrong <laughs> with it. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I like it. So yeah, th- that's my, those are my initial thoughts. Interesting. Arsino? It's insane. It's ridiculous. And I love it. I grew up with Batman and Robin. I had it on VHS. I think I melted the VHS rewatching all the time. I could quote it like the back of my hand, just like Batman forever. Is there a lot of things that does wrong? Absolutely. There's stuff that I watched today. I was like, yeah, no wonder this movie was, this franchise was like canceled and revived later. But there's those, like, there's little moments and stuff that is like, okay, oh, that was actually kind of cool they did that. I enjoy it. It's, I do not recommend it for who want to watch a serious Batman movie. I was like, if you want to see insanity, put on Batman and Robin and get ready to just either make it a drinking game or just be like, what am I watching? God damn it. I should have like drank something while watching <laughs> this movie. I didn't have that much fun with it. I don't know why. <laughs> I really it's wanted tough. to have a good time with it because I enjoyed forever. I Not to say that they're... Personally, there aren't some really funny moments in this because there are like unintentionally like really funny moments in this movie. But as a whole, maybe this is just my viewing. I wasn't watching it with anyone. I wasn't under the influence, you know, I nothing. So maybe that's part of it. I think that is part of it for sure. I I don't I'm not going to deny that. But watching it by myself at night, it, it was just like, eh, I'm not having that much fun, actually. I'm not laughing as much, personally, uh, compared to Forever. I actually laughed a lot more in Forever than I did Batman and Robin. And obviously, it's a worse movie than Forever, personally. But mm-hmm. but but it's always like, oh, but it was still, like, really funny. You know, like, so bad, it's good. You know, like, or and some, some of it is just, like, so campy, it's, like, fun to watch, right? But uh, besides some things that we'll talk about, I actually didn't have that much fun with it. I wish I had more fun with it. But uh, but yeah, I didn't laugh that much. We'll talk about it more. But uh, yeah, I actually surprisingly didn't like watching it that much. And I wish I did. That's that's uh, all I have to say for now. But let's talk specifically uh, George Clooney's performance in this. Uh, Hunter. All right. George Clooney is so cool. Just like effortlessly cool, mm-hmm, yeah. But does it? But does it look like he doesn't want to be there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it looks like he's having the worst time ever, and that really sucks. <laughs> I think that there's so much potential with a George Clooney Batman and Bruce Wayne that it feels like something was lost. But I do think that he's cool, and I think that's just because it's George Clooney. But yeah, it just looks like he doesn't want to be there. And that's kind of that it doesn't look like he's trying. Yeah, he he called the film and I quote a waste of money. Uh and he called it the biggest break he ever had, but he called it a waste of money. <laughs> I don't he's my least favorite Batman so far in this series. Because he's not playing Batman. He's playing George Clooney. And it's just not... I don't know. He's not playing a character. He's just... Yeah, what you said, Hunter. He doesn't want to be there. He's just kind of like, hey, I'm Batman. And it's like... It's literally his line. Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. Cool. All right. Guess we're going with that. It's just like... That's... 
are you even trying, man? I mean, like, I don't know. I, it wasn't even like Adam West where he's so committed, right? He's so committed to stopping the bad guys, to, you know, serve justice. That's funny, you know? Um, with Val Kilmer, he, in my opinion, like, tortured. That's Batman. George Clooney's Batman. It's George Clooney. And, you know, that that's why he's my least favorite Batman. And I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you see it and you know I'm right. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I don't hate it. I don't despise it. It's not even the worst performance of the movie, which we'll talk about. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just whatever, man. That's all I have to say, I guess. Okay, well, uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about uh very quickly again michael goff i think he has the best moments of the movie just oh, like yeah. the last one uh now do i do i think once again they totally utilize alfred well on paper and in execution yeah absolutely not again you know like like it the it, it, it the opportunity was there to tell a really compelling alfred story he's dying right and that, like, that's Batman's father in a lot yeah. of ways. You know, like, that's really wow. his father. He's been there all of his life. And so to, that's such a special, like, kind of idea, right? And they don't really play with it that much. But the, the two moments that they do, the only two good scenes of the movie, baby. Um, but, but, but they... Ooh, Hunter, Hunter maybe disagrees with me, but um, but I I think those two scenes are actually pretty good. But it, it it made me realize like, oh wait, I'm watching a movie. Oh shit. Um, but like besides those two moments, yeah, nothing. And and the story, like just the storyline, how it ends up is just terrible. Like like I, yeah, we'll talk about it now. Like so like he has the same disease as Freeze's wife, and 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 like I don't know, like he, so like Batgirl comes in. We'll talk about Batgirl uh soon but like like so they're related and usually batgirl is related to C commissioner gordon gordon and and so like that's weird why'd you change that but then keep some of the things that are like the core of the character like mr freeze and his wife it's like why would you change that then like what th that's interesting that batgirl is related to commissioner gordon it's not interesting at all for her to be related to Al alfred it like it makes no sense actually um but like the the way he's like I don't know, like, uh, oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna give this, like, DVD to my brother? And, like, uh, all about, like, hey, here's, like, Batman and Robin, I work with them. Like, what the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with anything? What is, what, that doesn't make any sense. And then, like, is like, okay, so Batgirl, uh, uh, here, here, take this. Don't open it up. And it's like, but in a way, maybe he knew that she was gonna open it up? Because then in the Batcave... Oh, he has like an a and this is like the part i was like actually like shaking and my brain was like broken for a second i was like yeah. so he has like an ai version of himself in the Batcave, and he tells batgirl oh i knew you might do this so i made you a suit because I, I just uh, happened to take your measurements while i'm dying I I think that's the moment I was like, yeah, I'm just I I I'm broken. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Am I am I alive? Am I alive? Uh, but uh, but I like his performance though. I like Michael Goff as Alfred. As I said before, he's a he's pretty perfect. 
Yeah, his performance is great. The storyline is like, all right, did you need to make like a like a time length or something like that? Did you need to meet a limit or something? It just it didn't make any sense to me. So yeah, I, I agree with all that. Arsino, I definitely agree. I still think like his scenes with George Clooney is actually one of the best acting moments for George Clooney in the entire movie. Is those scenes where he's like, oh. How am I going to do this without you here? It's like, well, yeah, I raise you. All those great one-on-one scenes. That's one of their best moments, especially for George Clooney in that entire movie. And Michael Goff, like, always consistently. And the fact that, like, yeah, the little things he does in the beginning where you see that he's not well, he's sick. You're like, oh, he's trying to keep a brave face, but something's not wrong. Even making Barbara his niece makes no bloody sense. I think they just did it because the main commission of Gordon just a joke in the, all the movies that is like, oh, we got to make it kind of important. Oh, well, you know, Alfred Sneeze in England, who is not British at all and has no accent whatsoever. No. Yeah. And and to talk about those those moments with Clooney and, and Goff. Yeah. I mean, like the, the scene where he's basically explaining to Batman, like, well, you are the living embodiment of, like, stopping death from happening. Yeah. And that's like a really... In any other movie, that'd be one of the best scenes, and it is one of the best scenes in this movie. But like, that's that's a really great like statement and a piece of dialogue that should maybe belong in another Batman movie. But <laughs> but but you know, it, but that's a good line though, because yeah, that's true. Like Batman, the idea of Batman is to stop death from happening, because Batman witnessed death and he doesn't want anyone else to uh, witness that. Uh, he doesn't want anyone to uh, go through that ever again, and so that's such an interesting idea. And it, it's it, hey, it's in that scene though, so that's interesting. You know, that's something to to, to talk about. Um, and and that last scene near the end where they you know they embrace and you know they say I love you to each other is kind of yeah, why well, a good scene? Like it, it's it's a good moment. But yeah, overall, yeah, it it, it it's more the story than. Goff's performance. He he's doing a great job. Uh, Batgirl, uh, 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 Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. Uh, he, she's just there, unfortunately. <laughs> like it, like it's it's really unfortunate because Batgirl's a great character if done right. You know, yeah. like uh, once again related to Commissioner Gordon. That's a cool idea that like isn't is isn't explored yet in these adaptations. Um, but. You know, she's just there. You know, it's it's more just like, hey, a girl's here now. She can do anything, like you know, like the guys can. And it's like, yeah, we know that. What else? Like, can we like do something else with that? No, we're just gonna say, hey, I'm a girl. I'm a girl this time. Like, this is a girl this time, guys. Like, this is a girl. And it's like, yeah, I know. What else? And it's guys, like, they're not gay. We added a girl. Here you go. <laughs> exactly um but again it's uh i mean you know like oh let's let her fight poison ivy girl power am i right and it's like i don't know like yeah they they could have done so much with uh her and her performance and everything she's not doing a bad job per se there's some really terrible lines she says but like i i'm not gonna like give her any shit for her for the performance or anything uh but yeah it's uh it's just there, unfortunately. And it's kind of a repeat of Robin in a lot of ways, too, but just worse and rushed. Yeah, there's a lot of it where it's like, oh, this could be interesting. Even just like her, like discovering this and like finding it out. 
if you would have had the commissioner Gordon angle still, you could have made it more interesting. Like, oh, this is somebody you've worked with all these years and my daughter is working for you now. That's what makes it so interesting in the comics. When the movie is just like, she just shows up. Suddenly she's in a biker gang out of nowhere that Robin followed her to. And I was like, okay, that's a thing. Why? And then that suddenly she has to fight Poison Ivy because, you know, the girls have to fight together. And they got to fight one-on-one. It's a cat fight. And it's like, okay, this is all the whole point of why we're doing this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand what she's doing in the movie. <laughs> the movie is like, how much going on that I understand. Uh, Alicia Silverstone plays her. I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. She's fine. But I don't think I, the movie kind of shoves her in there. And it's like, it's almost too much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Now, Mr. Freeze is also one of my favorite uh, Batman villains in other adaptations. Because, um, uh, you know, it, it's the idea of, you know, he has a wife and, he, you know, he froze her to keep her... Well, to keep her living, but not to keep her alive. And so that's an interesting idea that, you know, that's a sympathetic quality uh, with this villain that is, like, just super interesting and tragic and beautiful to me. Um, And so Arnold Schwarzenegger is just, I don't know, (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger as Freeze. And he's just, you know, doing Freeze puns and... Cool party. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, so like you know I, I I wish I had fun like watching his performance because like at least you know because like you can argue like Jim Carrey isn't like necessarily playing the Riddler all the time but like I, yeah. it worked more for me because he was funny he's yeah. a comedian you know he makes funny jokes and I can't say that about Arnold Schwarzenegger he doesn't make funny jokes it's not a funny performance in any way that was like a big factor into why I didn't enjoy really watching this movie so much because. I I didn't like find any enjoyment in watching this performance by any means, not even just unintentionally. Uh, so yeah, I I just think it's a pretty like blase performance in my opinion. I love Arnold, and I there's some moments that are hilarious when he's like forcing his henchmen to sing. Frosty. Exactly the uh, uh the, you know the sing the uh of uh, uh Snow Miser White song White yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, besides that, I, I actually didn't find that much enjoyment, uh, personally, uh, what, how'd you feel about his performance? (laughs) It's ridiculous. Like there is one good scene that he has like very like emotionally serious when he watches the wedding video and then like he cries and the tear freezes and all that stuff, but even later on, but then it just goes straight to full on on the insanity. And it's just like, okay, this is what we're doing. And it's, at this point, the movie is not so much a movie, it's just a giant TV commercial. And it's just like, we're doing everything we can, sell these toys, sell this stuff, and just everybody just go be insane. But I give them props. They took, uh, they actually took one of the most stuff that made Free so compelling, which was from the Batman animated series, with the backstory with the wife, and they adapted that. Because before that, Freeze was just very like, ha-ha, I'm going to freeze you alive. And that was it. Once they added that story, it's like, oh, this could be a very serious character and you have those moments but it's covered in a blanket of blizzards from all the ice puns he makes right exactly yeah i totally agree with that uh i actually really like arnold schwarzenegger's performance um 
I think that there's a lot going on there, like with the backstory with him and his wife and just everything. There's a lot of chilling shots of his red eyes and him screaming and lying on the floor. And I think that there's a lot going on. And so I really love his performance. And obviously, you gotta love the ice puns. <laughs> it's ice to see you. I love it. I think that the I think that it's corny and it's fun. Uh, let's talk about Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. So this is uh, a very interesting uh, performance too. So um, Poison Ivy actually isn't one of my very favorite uh, uh, Batman villains. I think she is definitely like a good villain and like threatening and everything. But she she's never been my favorite. I think yeah. she's used really well in Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I really like her in that. And I think any other time she shows up, it's not bad, but I, I she's definitely not my favorite. But I, I do like her. Um and I think her performance in here it, it's it's a very committed performance. She definitely knows the uh what kind of movie she's in. Uh, she definitely knows she's in a campy movie, uh, loaded with sexual innuendos. But um, I, once again, I just don't really find it all that entertaining and funny to me. I th- there was a few lines that I were like just so bonkers that I laughed at. Like there, there's a line she says, she's like, you know, every poison ivy action figure comes with him, and it's <laughs> and then Bane shows up. And let's let actually let's very quickly talk about Bane for a second because there's not a lot to say. That's one of the Bane. I, I that is not Bane, uh, but I th- one of the f- like one of the times I like laughed hard was when Bane showed up. So like, not, <laughs> o- not only does he yell things like just one word, like he just goes Bane, or like when he's planning the bombs, he just goes bomb, <laughs> and it's just like funny every time. But also, like in the beginning of the movie when he's driving Poison Ivy and he has that hat and suit on. <laughs> It's just so funny to me. Oh my god! But um, but yeah, B- Bane's hilarious. But it's not Bane. It's a, a terrible representation of Bane. But I laughed anyway. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I think she, uh, Uma Thurman is doing a fine job. But I, I once again, I just don't find it all that entertaining, all that funny. Um. Uh, but but she is committed though, and she knows exactly what she's in, uh, or she, she know. She definitely committed to that. Like, even just, like, the voice she does with the entire role. Like, ooh, you're not going to find out about little me. And I'm just like, what the heck are you doing? The monkey striptease out of the monkey suit. I was like, what am I watching? Granted, I was a teenager, becoming a teenager. I was like, so I was just like, this is weird. But why am I liking this? <laughs> right. But she she had fun doing what she had to do. She was ridiculous. Had the most insane hairstyles. Costumes changed, like, every scene. She did. She knew. She understood the assignment. She knew what she was gonna do. She's like, oh, this is ridiculous. All right, I'm gonna go to town. And she did it. Bane, like you said, that's not Bane. <laughs> Bomb, honey, company. <laughs> Every line. I'm just like, you know, I'd rather take the Bane we got in The Dark Knight Rises with his weird accent than this because at least that one actually talked and was actually more like the actual Bane, the tactician, who's like the guy who literally broke Batman by outsmarting him, not you know buffed up steroids screaming every five seconds with green veins it was yeah. it was a lot <laughs> it's a lot um 
but yeah, uh, but I, you know, once again, not a knock on Uma, but no, she did what she had to do. Yeah, so like you know, she she did what she had to do. Um, Poison Ivy. This is the weakest part of the movie. Uma Thurman is a great actress, not as Poison Ivy, and. Something that pissed me off too. I, I feel like they were just trying to sell toys with her. She even has a has a line that's like, "Yeah, and I'm sold. Like every poison ivy is sold with this henchman or whatever." And it's just so flat and stupid. And I I, I wish that they did uh, what they did with Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman a little bit. Made her not just the sexy aspect, but I think. Just, you get a character. I don't understand why she loves the environment. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. So what's funny is, like, you know, Warner Brothers to Joel was like, let's just make this toyetic. And mm-hmm. Joel didn't know what that term meant. Because <laughs> no one, most people don't know what toyetic means. No. <laughs> and, and so what Warner Brothers was saying, it was like, let, let just make a movie to make toys <laughs> just make a movie to sell things and and we didn't mention this but when freeze like in the beginning of the movie like jumps out of that uh, thing in the sky and he has like wings on and and he's like flying around that was another moment i was like am i alive right now like what am i looking at um because that is just not that is just not mr freeze like at all like, oh forget it forget it i i i was on the floor at that point just like i'm dead right i'm dead um but but as a whole um i is it the worst superhero movie i've ever seen no i but it but i do i wish it was actually funnier than i i thought it was or or i expected it to be yeah, at least in this viewing. I may, once again, maybe maybe I got to be drunk with friends to watch this, and that's and you know what? I probably I probably you know uh, maybe maybe next time I do that, uh, it'll be a much better experience. I, I I totally think that's possible. Um, but as a whole, right now, I I probably would give this a four out of ten. It's not good, and and I and I wish it was funnier, even in just like an unintentional way. You know, um, that's why I got to give it to Forevermore. I, I enjoyed that movie, you know, uh, uh, warts and all. Um, with this one, there's some funny moments and there's some, you know, few good moments. But as a whole, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's a good movie, in, in my opinion. Uh, I Yeah, four out of ten. It's, it's probably the weakest Batman movie we've covered. And yeah, it's one of the worst Batman movies. I mean, like, once again, as we all mentioned in this episode there, there are reasons why but there are also reasons that we all mentioned that like you know maybe you should give it a watch anyway you know for its craziness and it's like wow really bat credit card we did that we did that great um so you know it's something to behold you know so that that's something you know that's something uh so yeah uh arsino your final thoughts and and rating on batman and robin i would say i'm right there i'm like 4.5 out of 10 it's ridiculous. It's there's not really. It's I would say Batman and Robin is like a phenomenon you have to experience. Like you can't just experience it. It's like oh yeah, we made a Batman movie that is very homoerotic. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, Zuma Thurman's Poison Ivy, Bane is just screaming. There's a bad credit card. Everybody has nipples. There's extreme close-up shots of everybody getting dressed. <laughs> There's phallic objects everywhere, and you're gonna watch, and you're like, "What? Nothing about it makes sense at all." Especially where we are now in film and acting and everyone's still performances, and even especially seeing these actors in these performances, you're like, "They did that." But at the same time, it's just. It's just extremely ridiculous. Like, I still prefer Batman Forevermore. I would say Batman Forevermore is still closer in line to the Tim Burton Batmans and kind of, like, still trying to be dark but lightening up a little bit. This one's, like, throw it out the window, throw glitter everywhere, and call it a day. And, yeah, it's, I can't explain it. It's just, yeah, like I say, watching it with friends who, like, grew up with it and watching it again, just, I think that camaraderie, Helps a little bit. Seeing it by yourself, like unless you grew up with it or seen it a lot of times, or you just a masochist sometimes, then you might enjoy it a bit more. But when you see other people and you're just like, you use someone you like bounce off and be like, did that just happen? Like, did Robin literally just get turned into an icicle and then he got dethrossed because Batman has a heating pouch on his bat belt? Do they have ice skates coming out of their boots? What? <laughs> They're playing a hockey game, the hockey team from hell. It's, I can quote it to the end of my days. It doesn't mean it's a great movie. It's just, it's an experience. That's what I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Hunter? But yeah, my, my overall thoughts on this movie, I think it's a cornball of a movie. It's not a good movie, but I do enjoy myself while watching it. Uh, I think I'll probably have to give it, if I gave Val Kilmer's Batman a four i'd probably give this one a five and a half or a six out of ten i'll probably stick with the 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 six but yeah just i I think it's a really fun time and i don't know if i'd recommend it but i think that it's a fun time so yeah so what's interesting is that joel was offered to maybe do another one uh this movie was going to be called batman unchained it was going to have scarecrow in it there was going to be hallucinations uh, where villains from past movies would maybe show up, mm-hmm. like maybe Jack Nicholson, um, uh, maybe Danny DeVito. But uh, but this never happened, obviously, because he declined the offer. He was like, no, I don't want to do anymore. After this movie, after Batman and Robin, I uh, my heart's just not in it anymore. And it was like, oh, well... What now? And it was like, you know, the reception was so bad for this movie. You know, we, we, we can laugh at it now, but at this point back then, it was like, yeah, it was just like studios and, and companies and people were like, well, I guess we're just not going to do Batman for a while because we don't know what to do now. And it's not really selling. People are laughing at it again. Uh-oh, what are we going to do? And then eight years later, we get Batman Begins. But that is for another episode. Uh, Arsino... Mm-hmm. Uh, thank, thank you so much for being such wonderful guests. Thank you for having me. You're you're so, you're you're very thoughtful in your uh, opinions on Batman and his Rogues Gallery and Robin and everyone. So I it, it was such a pleasure to have you on. A, a, a true Batman aficionado. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been really fun talking about. Like when they told me about this, I was like, I actually kind of love the Schumacher movies, especially now and like a couple of years later. It's just 
it's fun to like watch it and just dissect it and analyze it because yeah it, they could be bad movies but every even bad movies have some good things to them hey they have their place you know yeah. like it or not uh, there are things to appreciate and they have their place so that it's, it, it, it's all super interesting the world of batman and th- these batman movies the bat verse the Met- bat multiverse whatever you want to call it but um <laughs> but yeah um yeah thanks again uh Everyone, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Next week, we will be discussing Batman the Animated Series. We're going to go back a little bit, and uh, we're going to do some uh, specific episodes and the movie Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, I'm excited because I've seen some of these episodes, and I love them, and it'll be interesting to uh, go to that era because in a lot of ways, that's you know a, a big era for Batman. And we'll talk about it. But yeah, um, uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're anywhere you listen to podcasts. Joey Dalton, thank you so much for the amazing artwork. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe. Freeze well. <laughs>